gun Ramos looking like he's got one more good run Sips a little shaky But his heart is still true Oh how that dog loves hunting with me and you Sporting dog adventures run The Sporting Dog Adventures podcast is proudly brought to you by Soggy Acres Retrievers. Remember, everyone deserves a soggy dog. Welcome to Dog Talk Live. I am Jeff Fuller of Soggy Acres Retrievers. I lied. I said that we were going to have this on at 11 central today. It's now 1 o'clock, but did my best. Sorry for uh, not hitting the time. You know, I try... My kids often ask me, they're like, Dad, what is your day like? What do you do in a day? And I always tell them I have the best of intentions in the day when I wake up. I have everything laid in front of me. And then when you have dogs, life happens and you're constantly adjusting and moving forward from there. So here we are. Dog Talk Live is 15 to 30 minutes. We have it here on our page. It is (coughs) your questions, my answers, to the best of my knowledge. And if you're watching this after the fact, feel free to put a question up as a comment. Any question uh, that you want answered has to go as a comment. But feel free to put them up, even if this is not a live event. I'll come back and check and try to answer them for you. I've been in the dog world for, my goodness, going on 23 years now. That makes me old. Uh, We've got our first dog in 1998. Uh, Since then, I have grown my kennel, Soggy Acres Retrievers. Uh, to be fairly good sized and we've also had sporting dog adventures tv and i was the host of the national bird dog circuit for a couple of seasons so my world is about dogs my world is about getting more people involved with dogs and i look at these as great opportunities for me to help others get involved hey jerry yeah i know better late than never i i could lie and say that i meant west coast time i guess um that would probably be uh Something I could go for, but I don't think anyone would believe it. So I just fessed up right away, got busy, and uh, totally forgot. Had to run a dog to the vet. Uh, We've got one dog, interesting injury. She hit her face. It's one of our breeding females. Uh, She was wrestling around with another dog, hit the side of her face. It created something called a seroma. So she has, at a point, it was like this big, uh, where she had fluid built up. Not much you can do other than just try to keep her calm, which is easy to say for a, a, a young Labrador retriever. And we drained it today and took a ton of fluid out. But the good news is you could actually feel where the injury was, which we haven't gotten to that point yet. So we halved it in about in size in about three weeks. And today we drained it out. So I'm hoping that we really hit it Boy, that sounds bad. We really have it to the point where it is going to heal, and hopefully she'll be home by Christmas. That's my hope. I think it probably will be a little later, but yeah, always uh, always tough when you get a young dog that you have to have them not active so that they heal. Eh, that's always easier said than done. Get Ashley checking in from Maryland. How are you doing, Ashley? Again, please let me know what questions you guys have. Let me know what we can help you with. Uh, If you want, our podcast is the Sporting Dog Adventures Podcast. Uh, We are on Pandora. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify, Anchor, 
Uh, we are also on Amazon and a few others. Pocket Casts, I believe, is one of them. But it is very similar format uh, to what we, uh, how we did the show. We have a main body. We have a training tip and we have a hunting tip. I actually take the Dog Talk Lives and I put them up. When you see me pause for a while and not say anything, that is because I am actually pausing for the breaks during the show. So instead of uh, doing something cheesy like acting like we're going to put a commercial break into the Dog Talk Lives, I actually just pause and then I will break the uh, uh, the segment into pieces so that we can slide in or other parts. So, you've now seen Behind the Curtain. Uh, so, yes, we have obedience dogs in right now. They are all ending up uh, in their last week. Uh, so they're all doing great. Um, five obedience dogs. They are going home this weekend. So I'm finishing up working with them off lead uh, where it's just with an e-collar. And getting them so that they understand that they will not get corrected and they get tons of praise when they do what you want. That's always the hard part. When you are working with a dog, you have to basically put them in a position where they understand they have to do something. But you transition in your training to get them to the point where they want to do something. So you're going to make it fun. Big carrot, big stick, I guess would be the easiest way to put it when you're training dogs. And always watch the dog. They're all different. Excuse me. Big yawn. Um, so anyway, Dog Talk Lives end up being around 15 to 30 minutes. And we try to uh, keep them at that. And we try to answer all the questions for you. We have Jay. I have an 18-month-old lab, now a 12-week-old puppy. They love to play. But how much is too much? They get pretty rough. Should I temper it a bit? Jay, it's hard to say without seeing your dogs together. Uh, people always worry about dogs getting along and how do you let them introduce to each other. Uh, they're playing, but they're also establishing a hierarchy. It is a good thing if the one dog is starting to get quite annoyed with the puppy to separate them. Um, it's also a good thing to separate them if they're just getting too wild. Uh, we have that in our house. My goodness, at times it's like they're going to tear the place up and you're going to have everything destroyed. So you'll bark at them a little bit in a human way, uh, separate them, and get them to calm down. The big thing is you don't want them to hurt each other. Uh, again, playing is playing. Uh, you don't want it to turn into where it has turned into a dominance thing. This part of the podcast is brought to you proudly by Mech Outdoors. Six months since we started the podcast, and I want to thank everyone that has made us so successful. We've started a Facebook group, and it is called the Sporting Dog Adventures Podcast Group. Please invite five friends, just five, to that group, and we will grow our podcast as well as that page. The page is there, and that group is there, so that you can put up your questions and things you want to hear in the podcast, or questions about things you've heard in the past. So again, Invite a few friends for us. Let's grow this group. We're not doing this for the money. We're doing it for the love of the sport so we can get more people involved. Thanks so much for listening. So again, let me know if there are other questions. We'd love to help people out today. Um, So yes, I have these obedience dogs. I have uh, one litter of puppies right now. I've got another female that is going to get bred. Um... 
from there, I don't have any dogs in an unbelief for training for probably a month or so, which is good. I've got a bunch of property maintenance. It is Wisconsin, so it is cold. It's funny because people down south would probably think I'm nuts, but I am actually looking forward to getting uh, the weather down to around between 20 and 30 degrees. I've got a bunch of trees to cut. I can get out there. I can take my tractor out, my chainsaw out, and I can work with impunity as long as there's not too deep of snow and you can get stuff done when it's that, that temperature. The nice part too is we've got snow on the ground. I can pile everything up and I can burn it without it spreading. Uh, this time of year, we've, our property has a lot of pine, a lot of grass, so it's very dry. So you want that snow there so that you can uh, get it so that it's not spreading. And it will be great. Uh, whoever owned this property before me had planted a bunch of pine and pine does not like water. So I've got like, I think I counted, it was like 32 trees I got to cut uh, that are completely dead and uh, get them out of the way. So that will be the project for the next couple of weeks. Sherry, checking from Pennsylvania. Good to see you. Jay, no aggression at all. And my 18 month old is pretty beta, but I don't think the puppy wants to assert some dominance. Uh, yes, the dogs, when you get them in a group, they always want to assert dominance. It's always interesting for me. I'll have people that will bring a dog in and it's usually, oh, my dog really, really gets after other dogs. And there'll be 10 dogs in maybe with uh, several of my own and some training dogs and some boarding dogs. And they always think their dog's going to be the one that's dominant out there. And dogs have a pack mentality. So when you fight one, you fight all because none of them want to lose their place in the pack. And it's always interesting because you watch these dogs that are the bully in the uh, playground and first couple of days they're basically taken aback because they're not all that in a bag of chips eventually they will find their way in the pack and find their themselves through play and uh through uh their body language and everything else but it's always interesting just watching a group of dogs when they're together just to see how they communicate to each other if you ever have that chance get through if you have three or four dogs together that don't know each other watch them and you can learn. It'll make you a better trainer to watch a dog's body language and how they talk to each other. When dogs talk to each other, they're all muzzle, ears, neck, and how they correct each other. Again, so when you think of training, that is how we train. We train ears, muzzle, neck, where you have your pinch collar when you're doing your, your e-collar, when you are doing your uh, uh, ear pinch for force fetch. It's all basically mimicking how dogs talk to each other. So that's something to keep in mind and something that you will probably find interesting uh, once you uh, watch a group of dogs together. Brad Hudson from Ontario, Canada. English pointer is good on retrieve unless the bird has lots of feathers. Is getting their mouth and then she's done the retrieve. Any fix? Force fetch. She's timid, soft. Not sure if you can do that. Uh, Brad, force fetch, you don't have to get done in a week. You can take time when doing it. You're basically teaching the dog first mouth control and teaching them hold. With a pointer, you could probably work really hard on hold and impress that but use a lot of positive force fetch is hard on a dog especially a timid dog so because you are putting a lot of pressure on the dog with ear pinch or if you're you're transitioning into using an e-collar uh, for your for your force fetch you want to give a ton of praise when they're doing what they are supposed to do put them on a raised surface uh, whether it's tailgate of your truck or it is something similar uh, obviously you can have a force fetch table but a chest freezer. You want them to be up on something so that 
they're basically in an uncomfortable position so that you have more control over them. Uh, you can have a way where you have them so that they are attached to something to start. What I will do is I have a cable that runs across my force fetch table. I will actually um, attach a collar to it and have the collar drop down. I, it's not, I guess it would look like a noose type situation, but it's not. It's just to have the dog in control so that they're not thrashing around where I'm having to hold on to them really tight and I can't focus on what I'm focusing on with my training. So that would be what you would want to do is I would just start slow with a dog that is very sensitive, give a ton of praise when they are holding. So the dog has something in their mouth, hold, good dog, hold, hold, good, good. And you're going to start with something like a wooden dowel or a bumper and you're going to make sure the dog is proficient at that before you get to birds and make birds fun so that you have your dog completely forced out or for trained retrieve on the inanimate object so that the fun object which is your birds you can use a lot less pressure and just use more of the positive and more of the hold hope that helps great question so again Please let us know what questions you have. We love to get to the point where it's not my ideas. We're just talking about you and your ideas. That is the ultimate, I guess, the, the best format for Dog Talk Live. This portion of the podcast is proudly brought to you by Boucher Automotive in Janesville, Wisconsin. Again, it is incumbent on all of us as dog trainers to realize that before using negative consequence, you're teaching a dog something. Uh, when you're using an e-collar, uh, we did a podcast, the Sporting Dog Adventures podcast, and we talked about the importance of understanding training if you're taking your dog to someone, or even understanding training if you're using a program that is using a certain amount of pressure. You want to understand it so that you don't have reservations because if you have reservations in a training program that you're using yourself or with a uh, tactics or training methods that a trainer uses, you're probably not going to follow through. I had someone the other day that questioned using e-collars and I told them flat out, I'm like, that is how I train. It's very humane for the dog. It is teaching the dog how to get out of pressure. But if you have a problem with my training methods or what I do, you should find a different trainer because you should not use my services and my methods with your dog if you have concerns. Now, when you look at training and the stuff that I do for the dogs and how I apply it, I've been training for 22 years now, 23, going on 23 years. I would like to think that uh, if I had a bad technique, I would probably have changed it. And if I was hurting dogs, I absolutely would not still be in the business. So it is, again, having that stuff explained to you so you understand getting to the point where you understand training, you understand why things are done certain ways. All right, so we need some questions. Good question, Mr. Brad. Let me know what questions you guys have if you're watching this after the fact. Please, please, please put it, your questions still in as a comment so that I can come back at a later date. If you have a question now, simply type it in as a comment. We started a Sporting Dog Adventures podcast page. So you can put in Sporting Dog Adventures podcast. It's a group. And I didn't start a page. I started a group because 
I believe more people see postings when you're part of a group. I want it, in theory, to be interactive. I want people to comment on podcasts, ask questions about what we talked about during a podcast so I can help clarify if there are any, but also put up posts of things you want to hear. Put up posts of questions you have so that we can make our podcast, which has grown really big, um, even more successful. Again, if you're not in the Sporting Dog Adventures podcast group, please go there. Once you're there, all I ask, invite five friends that have dogs. Let's grow this. Let's make this huge. Uh, We do list sponsors, I guess, when we have segments brought to you by. But in all reality, those... uh, uh, two companies that we that we talk about, Boucher Automotive and Mech Outdoors, they're sponsors of the TV side, and I just throw them in on the podcast side. I haven't really tried at all to monetize the podcast. We had one uh, uh, small uh, blurb that was for our Anchor app, uh, which was the uh, is the company that we make the podcast with. Uh, that has lapsed. Uh, they haven't uh, renewed it. So ultimately, the podcast is something we're just doing for fun, just like Dog Talk Live, because I love creating content and I want to get more people involved in the sport that I love. So we will absolutely keep chugging away on the uh, on the podcast. We're actually absolutely going to keep uh, going here on Dog Talk Live. We are at 15 minutes, so if you have any questions, we're going to give you a last call for questions. Again, we keep these 15 to 30 minutes. Uh, the podcast, once all is said and done, uh, that is running right around probably average 18 to 30 minutes. Again, our podcast can be found on Pandora. It can be found at Spotify, Anchor, iTunes, Amazon, uh, Pocket Cast, and a few others. So great podcast. You guys will really enjoy it. We've gotten wonderful feedback on it. We are going to call it for today. If you have questions and you're watching this after the fact, so it's no longer live, please just put your question as a comment. I'll come back and check later. But I do want to thank everyone for coming in and stopping in and uh, talking to us today. I want everyone to have a great Christmas. Merry Christmas to y'all. We will see you next week. God bless. Sporting Dog Adventures Run Everything you need is here under the sun